From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week, as John the Baptist stood by the side of the Jordan and called people to repent and be baptized, he gave some words of warning. He told everybody that the axe was being laid to the root of the tree and that there was an unquenchable fire coming that would burn the chaff and that someone was coming who would clear the threshing floor and separate out the wheat from that which was useless. This week, it's Jesus' turn to warn us. And he warns us that the kingdom of heaven is suffering violence and the violent take it by force. And I did see, as I was reading the gospel this morning, a few people who sort of raised at least one eyebrow, if not two. What exactly is going on here, and what does Jesus mean? Well, first of all, John and Jesus both begin their ministry, as recorded in the gospel of Matthew, with one very short sermon, despite what I just said about sermons being longer than the gospel. The kingdom of heaven is near. That's how John the Baptist preached by the river. And when Jesus says his first words in the Gospel of Matthew, he says exactly the same thing. So first of all, what exactly is a kingdom of heaven? And secondly, how near might it actually be? Let's start with the easy part, which is the near part. Drawing near is a Greek verb, egidso, which means passing by or arriving As in the train is pulling into the station, the bus is coming to the bus stop, the plane is landing on at the airport. You can see how this word is used in Matthew chapter 21, verse 33. Jesus tells this parable where he says there was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season for fruit drew near, He sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. Now, if the season is drawing near enough that you're actually able to go and get the fruit, then it's not like far near. It's like near, near, as in arriving now, as in it is September and the apple orchards in Central Safety Lack are open and you can start going and picking apples. It is not over there near but it is right here near. So if the kingdom of heaven is near, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist and Jesus aren't standing out there with binoculars and telescopes and looking out over the fields and saying, I think, I think I see it. They're telling you, look around, be observant, be aware, because here it is. But what is it. What is this kingdom of heaven that is spoken of so many times in the gospel of Matthew? 33 times the evangelist or Jesus speak about the coming of this kingdom that comes from heaven. The Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus's first full sermon, if the kingdom of heaven is near, you don't count as a full sermon, mentions the kingdom of heaven at the beginning and again at the end. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is 
the kingdom of heaven. And at the end, Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Whatever the kingdom of heaven is, it is something that comes among those humble, poor in spirit, and even those who are persecuted. Then Jesus says, I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And he gives another warning near the end of the sermon. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. The kingdom is of such a type that it changes people. It changes them to their core, and it changes the way they behave, changes the way they think about their neighbors and their world and their place in it. And then we have a whole series of parables that mention the kingdom of heaven. A man who sows seed is like the kingdom of heaven. Seed that doesn't always grow, because sometimes it gets pecked up by birds, or sometimes it falls on the rocks, or sometimes it burns up in the scorching heat. A grain of mustard seed, seemingly insignificant, is like the kingdom of heaven. Yeast, hidden in a whole bunch of flour, is like the kingdom of heaven. Such a very small thing, yeast, and yet it completely transforms what you're baking. Lastly, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, a vast field And there, somewhere in the middle, hidden deep underground, is this treasure. And that, Jesus says, is also like the kingdom of heaven. So putting this all together, we have this thing called the kingdom of heaven that comes in the midst of poverty and humility and persecution. It changes people and their behavior And it can be small and seemingly insignificant, passed over, looked at as not worth your time. But over time, and in mysterious ways, ends up changing everything. And it is drawing near. It is close. Is it his hand? It's right around you. It is, as Jesus says, among you. It is the reign of God. It's God's rule finally becoming visible and manifesting itself in the world. The kingdom of heaven is the word. The kingdom of heaven is Jesus. Because in Jesus, we see what God's rule looks like in the world. And my goodness, the world does not like it. And when John the Baptist picks up the word of God, they like it even less. They didn't like it when the prophets spoke it. They won't like it when the apostles bring it out to the Mediterranean world. They won't like it when people bring it as far as Persia and India and Africa. No matter where the gospel goes, there are always many who receive it gladly. But institutions and authorities that simply do not want it around. It suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Where is John the Baptist when this gospel reading is happening? Where is John the Baptist as he sends disciples to go and ask Jesus, are you the one? 
are you the one bringing this kingdom? Because it doesn't look like it because I'm sitting in prison. I've been arrested by another King Herod. My goodness, the Herods are just a bad bunch. Whether it's the first one who killed the holy innocents just to make sure that the king of the Jews wouldn't threaten his position or his progeny who turned Jesus over to the authorities to be executed, who arrest John the Baptist for simply pointing out that it's really not a good idea to take your brother's wife as your own. John is suffering violence and he's only going to suffer more because his head will quite literally end up on a plate so that John the Baptist or so that, so that Herod can keep a promise to his niece. Jesus will be arrested He'll be persecuted, he'll be tried, and he will be crucified. This is how the violent come for the kingdom of heaven and take it even by force. That's what the world does to the message of repentance and forgiveness. And that is our message. The message that we bring to the world is not some new way to be good. Because honestly, you have a conscience and you can figure out how to be good. Your conscience teases you when it wants to encourage you to do something well. And your conscience goes after you when you know you've done something wrong. You want to be good? You can be a Buddhist, Hindu. You can be a Sikh could be Islamic. There's lots of good rules for how to be good. And they're shared amongst most of the world's philosophies and religions. But what they mostly cannot offer is a God who says to you, despite everything you've done, despite everything you have thought, I offer you mercy and grace. I do not come after you violently. I do not come to strike you down, but I come to save you. I come to redeem you. I will shed my blood so that you need not shed your blood to be reconciled to me. I have brought into your midst the kingdom of heaven. And what the kingdom of heaven is, is mercy and grace and forgiveness in Christ. That we do not strive to make ourselves righteous so that God might love us. God shows himself to be righteous that we might love him as he is rightly. And the world does not like it. And the world treats it violently, whether that violence is physical or just ambivalence. The government of Quebec the people of Quebec don't come after the church violently. There's no pitchforks. There's no guns. There's no people trying to shut us down. But ambivalence can be every bit as much violent as a gun. When people forget, when people don't care, when people turn their backs on God, that's its own sort of violence. When you felt pain, when you felt grief and your friends have abandoned you and they haven't come to you and they don't speak to you and they don't write to you, isn't that its own small kind of violence? People continue to take the kingdom of heaven violently. And so don't look for the world to do you any favors. Don't look for your sin to even give you rest. Don't look for Satan to give you a day off or a week off or a month off. Maybe the best summary of this and how we should think of Jesus as bringing the kingdom of heaven near comes from 
our favorite po folk singer, James Taylor, has a great song that he sings around this time of year that goes like this. Those magic men, the magi, some people call them wise or oriental, even kings. Well, anyway, those guys. They visited with Jesus, they sure enjoyed their stay, but warned in a dream of King Herod's scheme, they went home by another way. Steer clear of royal welcomes, avoid a big to-do, a king who would slaughter the innocents will not cut a deal for you. But Herod's always out there, he's got our cards on file, it's a lead pipe cinch, if we give an inch, old Herod likes to take a mile. It's time to go home by another way. And that way is Jesus and redemption and grace and mercy and forgiveness. The violent will be violent. That's the way it is. And it has always been that way. And when you see it around, look up, take heart, because you know where the poor are suffering, where the persecuted are suffering, where those who are humble of heart are suffering, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.